on average, it generates a return of $4,300. So spend a dollar, make $4,300. I think we like the sound of that, don't we? Creating the beauty business that you dream of doesn't have to take over your life. It's all about mastering some basic principles and putting in place strategies to give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Throw in the right mindset, a handful of proven systems, being willing to stretch your comfort zone just a little and knowing how to promote and market yourself properly and your success is inevitable. Problem is, that's not what they taught you when you were learning your skills. So that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. Now with over half a million downloads worldwide, it's the number one podcast for the independent beauty business owner, dedicated to helping you grow your business, to get the clients and the money that you want without all the stress and the worry. Now, my name is Adam Chatterley, and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years now. And I'm going to help you transform your business starting today. Today, we're talking about the number one tool that you should be using to communicate with your clients and your potential clients if you want the biggest return for your time and your money. Before we dive into the episode today, though, I wanted to make sure that you've taken the opportunity to grab yourself a copy of my incredibly popular, entirely free and very useful ebook. It's called The Seven Day Booking Boost, and that's exactly what it is. Well, it's actually that and a whole lot more. It's basically a framework for quite simply leveling up your beauty business in just 15 minutes a day. The initial result of that being more bookings for you, and you'll start to see results inside of just seven days. But the longer you do it for, the bigger the results you're going to get. Now, it's brand new. It's brand new edition. It's rather beautiful, and it's specifically designed for beauty and wellness business owners and operators just like you. It contains a very simple, easy three-step process that'll take you just 15 minutes a day, ideally the first 15 minutes of your day, to almost guarantee a massive increase in your effectiveness, an increase in your connection with your clients and an amplification of all your marketing efforts, which in turn will bring you more bookings, more clients, and even a lot more sales as well. So if you want a very short, effective checklist that's full of delightful humor and joy, then go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash boost and download your copy today. Just this week, someone said to me, email is dead. Then again, I've been hearing the same thing somewhere or other for, you know, at least once a month for the last, I don't know, five years or something like that. But the weird thing was the person who said this to me happens to be the CEO of a rather large spa bookings company. So when I pointed out that doesn't a rather large portion of their marketing and sales rely on email, they kind of looked a little bit, how should I say, crestfallen, confused at their own words, maybe. But what I think people who say this really mean is that email has changed. You know, old ways of using email don't work anymore, that's for sure. But email is still the most consistent way of communication. I'd say if anything, it's actually replaced our physical address, you know, where we live as our most permanent quote unquote location. After all, I'm willing to bet you've moved house more times than you've changed your email address, your personal email address anyway, in the last 10 years. Would that be right in thinking? Plus your email address unlocks so many other things for you as well. So it's kind of the one thing that's always there that's all linked to us. So how has email changed and why should you use it in today's world? That's exactly what we're covering today. 
So, you know, with all the socially modern ways to communicate these days, with social media, with WhatsApp, with Messenger, with text message, all of these things, why should we bother maintaining, building, growing, pruning, cleaning our email list? I mean, email, on the one hand, can kind of seem like not just last season, but last decade. You know, everyone's going to have a different opinion on this and a different agenda on this as well. And a lot of the times when you read online that email is dead, Generally speaking, it's because the person who's saying it has some other method of communication that they're trying to sell you. Not the case with me. But let's clear one thing up for you right now, okay? When Facebook wants to let you know about a new feature that they have, what do they do? They send you an email. So if an Uber corporation like Facebook with unlimited access to Facebook, still use email to communicate with people, I think that tells you all you need to know about just how relevant email is in connecting with your clients and your potential clients, even in today's world. So just what is an email list, this email list thing that, again, just as many people are telling you you should build as the people who are telling you that email is dead. That's kind of an easy one. It's a list of email addresses. Okay, that's maybe a little bit simplistic. It's a list of email addresses of both your clients and your possible potential clients and anyone who's kind of contacted you or anyone you come into um, uh, kind of contact with in your business that you've collected with their permission, obviously GDPR compliant and all that. Um, Usually this list is kind of stored on some sort of software, which tends to be called email management software or EMS for short. And you could use this to then send out regular bulk emails to communicate with everyone regarding your business, which you can't do from just your Google mail account or your phone or things like that. So I suppose I need to ask the next awkward question. Do you have an email list? Well, some people do, some people don't. Some people have half an email list or like an email list stored on some software that can send out some email addresses, but not really fully in a marketing point of view. And I'm thinking here, certainly in our world of things like booking systems. Now, there are millions of booking systems out there um, and management systems and all sorts. And I'm sure some of them have capabilities that I am not aware of. Um, A lot of them have marketing email capabilities in there, which is great, but are they really designed to be used for that particular tool? Okay. So, you know, you wouldn't use a paint roller to put someone's nail varnish on, would you? Maybe you would, I don't know. Technically, it would get the results done, but it wouldn't look very good. So that's kind of what I'm talking about here. Use the right piece of software for the right tool. So why would you maintain, why would you bring into your life another piece of software to learn and understand and use in your business? Well, let's talk about return on investment, shall we? How about a 4000 return on investment. That's actually the ROI of email marketing, according to the Direct Marketing Association uh, of the USA. Okay, pretty sure that's going to have got your attention. 4,300 return on investment. If you're not sure what return on investment means, essentially that means for every $1 that gets spent on email marketing, also known as sending out emails to your email list, that generates on average, and again, this is going to include big businesses that sell, you know, 100,000 pound cars and all that kind of thing. But on average, it generates a return of $4,300. So spend a dollar, 
make $4,300. I think we like the sound of that, don't we? So does that mean you can send out one email and make over four grand? Sadly not. You know, it is the average. But given that the same average measured against social media is just 341%, according to Hootsuite, doesn't take a genius to see that you should be devoting more of your time to email than you are to social media. And I guess, I'm guessing here, that's not the way around that you're currently running things. So if you want your business to grow, you should be spending more time on your email, more money on your email side of things, because the return over there is going to be much, much higher. Now, discovery and reach are the two most active ingredients in the social media serum. These are vital for the healthy appearance of your business. But as I just mentioned, email provides 10 times better results for the same effort and the same spend. But why? Well, I've got some thoughts on this. In fact, I've got six reasons why I think this is true. First of all, email is personal. Okay, it's very easy using an email marketing system to send out one email to hundreds, even thousands of people on your list, but for it to appear personal because you can put their first name at the top of it, which you can't do on social media. You have to write your posts somewhat generically to connect with your audience, but you can't use their name on social media. Okay. Number two, email is intentional. Okay. On social media, you're kind of, hopefully you stick to some sort of schedule that you send out. Whereas email, you can be very, very intentional. You can send that out to highlight a particular point, to uh, give your thoughts on something, to cover a particular situation that's going on in the world. Um, tell people about an event you've got coming up. It's for a very specific reason where often with social media, you're kind of just generally uh, kind of putting information out there into the world. Number three, email can be targeted. So on your email system, you can have very easily something called segments or pots or lists or tags or whatever they're called on different systems. But essentially, you can have one big list of people, but then in there, you can kind of have them organized into separate little um, blocks so that when you want to communicate with just a portion of your audience, a portion of your email list, you can do. So if you've taken the time to kind of segment and see which people in your email list want information about body treatments that you do and which one information about facial treatments that you do and which one information about lashes and which about brows, um, then you can send in emails specifically to those people and talk about just that particular uh, area of your business. And that way you get much better reaction because if someone's interested in massage, there's very little point in sending them an email about lashes if you know that that's not going to be the thing they're going to be interested in. That makes sense? So number four then, you own your email list. This is probably the biggest reason for why you should be maintaining an email list of some kind anyway. Because we all know social media constantly making changes to update, to improve, and all these different kind of things. But what it does do is it always reminds us every time they make one of these big changes that we have to adapt to, it reminds us that we don't own our list on social media. So for example, Instagram could implement a system that said, okay, as a business with your business account now on Instagram, we're going to charge you for every post that you put out there if you want it to reach more than 10 people. 
they probably wouldn't do that in quite that way because it might just kill their entire platform, but they could do because now they've allowed you to build up this list on Instagram that you now rely on for your business to communicate with people. And now they could turn around and go, okay, we're going to charge you a small amount of money to contact your people on here. Now that could start to get very expensive very, very quickly. Whereas with email, you own your list. Yes, you might keep it on a piece of software, but hopefully you're backing that up regularly, uh, which even the email software companies tell you to do. And you own that list. So if your email software company went bust, disappeared, um, got cyber attacked, whatever, you could be back up and running on a new system really, really quickly because you own your, your list and you can communicate with people very, very easily. So that's reason number four. Number five is email is one-to-one, or at least it looks that way. So we've kind of already talked about this, but you can not only address it to a certain person, talk about a certain topic, but there are some other cool features you can do in there. So if your email system is capable of actually uh, learning a bit more about your clients, for example, you know their interests might be in dogs rather than cats or travel rather than food and drink. You, know, you can even personalize your emails and drop in different sections into the same email that you send out depending on their likes and dislikes as well. So you can get really, really kind of one-to-one on your email so that it looks like the email that you're sending is just to that person. And to be honest, personalization or hyper-personalization is the kind of the new watchword in marketing, making it seem like an email or a message that you send out to your client was actually written specifically for them. If you can do that, your marketing is going to connect with people so, so, so much better. And finally, number six, more people use email several times a day than use any social media platform. Facebook will always tell us that people log on to Facebook, I don't know, 17 times a day. But the fact is, people are always checking their email. Okay, I think a lot of people have got better at it because they realized they were maybe checking it too often. But, you know, our phones deliver email to us all the time. We probably check it at first thing in the morning, last thing at night, several times through the day. So again, more people check email more times a day than any other social media. In fact, 91% of consumers check their email multiple times a day. Okay. And like I've already said, your email address is the first thing even new social media platforms ask for when you register with them. So they won't physically even let you in to the damn thing unless you give them your email address. If that doesn't tell you email address is still important and still relevant in today's world, then I don't know what will. So how do you get started building an email list? Well, you're going to need a piece of software called an email management system or EMS, like I've already said. People often say, you know, can I just use my booking software? Short answer is no, probably not. May have capabilities that can do it, fine, but it's not what it was designed to do. Don't get me wrong. Like I've said, there are lots of them out there suitable for all kinds of different beauty businesses, and they're great at bookings and they're great at management and all that kind of thing. And they may have that email marketing function capability built in, but they were built to focus on the running of your business. So use the email marketing systems inside of your booking systems to send out what I call the transactional emails. Okay. So the transactional emails are the ones that are triggered by your clients doing something. So for example, if a client makes a booking online, absolutely you want to send them a booking confirmation email. Um, So use your booking software to do that. Saves you a huge amount of time and it makes a huge difference to the amount of people who actually show up. Send them reminder emails, send them follow-up emails, send them survey emails, 
send them emails when they buy something online, when they buy a gift voucher, all these different things. But all of these are triggered by an action that your customer or client takes, and then it sends them an email. You want to use an email management system to send out the bulk emails, the marketing emails, okay? Because they have spent a lot of time perfecting their software and how that works and also making sure that their deliverability is good. And deliverability, what I mean by that is you want to make sure your emails are actually landing in people's inboxes so that they can actually see them and read them. Now, spam filters and all sorts of things are getting in the way of this these days. In fact, that's a big reason why people are always saying, you know, email is dead, but it's not. Um, All you need to do is just be aware of this and make sure you're using decent software, the right tool for the right job, just like we said earlier on. So what tools should you look at? Well, again, there are a lot of software tools out there for sending emails. In my opinion, there are two that you should really consider. Number one is MailChimp. Okay, MailChimp is great. It's kind of the standard. Pretty much everyone starts using MailChimp and it's absolutely great. In fact, you can start using MailChimp, I think, if you have under a thousand users for, uh, sorry, a thousand contacts for free, pretty sure. Um, Don't quote me on that. Go check it out. Uh, But MailChimp's great, really easy to use, super simple. And the editor on it is dead easy to use. You can create very, very nice looking emails um, very, very easily. So it's a great tool for doing that. However, my preference is a piece of software called Active Campaign. It's the one I use. Now, in a nutshell, the reason I use Active Campaign is because I found using MailChimp was great to start off with, but was very difficult to do the slightly fancier things that you want to do with email in today's world, like segmenting, like personalization. Yes, it could do it, and I am aware that MailChimp have improved a lot, um, but I found it much easier on Active Campaign. It was very visual. I could kind of just kind of link emails together and draw a little automation map and stuff like that. It was so much easier to get a little campaign or a little automation set up using Active Campaign, and that's what I wanted to do. But those are the two systems that I would check out. If you're brand new and you've never done it before, MailChimp is a great place to start. If you're looking for slightly better capabilities, look no further than Active Campaign. Okay. So what kind of things should you be doing with email now you've got your email management system set up? Well, I want you to be emailing like a ninja, okay? You want your email to land in people's inboxes, like we've already said. You want them to get opened, you want them to get read, and then for the people who read them to take whatever action you intended. So use these ninja moves to make sure that that happens. First of all, write your email to one person. Okay, your ideal client. You've heard me go on and on and on and on and on about your ideal client before. We've got exercises on the podcast and in my courses that teach you how to create the ideal client profile based off just a few of your clients that you like working with. Okay, so you should be always thinking about your ideal client when you are writing your email. Okay, that way it's going to read more like a personal email. Therefore, it's going to have more of a connection. It's likely to get opened. Um, and also make it look like a personal email too. You know, gone are the days of those very designed newslettery style emails. What's interesting is they keep doing surveys on uh, with consumers as to what kind of email they would like to receive from businesses. And interestingly, in consumer surveys, they always say that they like the sort of laid out newsletter type uh emails. However, when they then look at the behavior of consumers and see which emails they actually open, massively, the ones that look just like a personal email, maybe with like one image somewhere down it, but not heavily branded and everything, those are the ones that actually get read. So if you want your emails to actually get opened and read, 
have a little bit of branding on there, but make sure they actually look and are aligned and everything like a proper email that you would send to a friend. Okay. Number two, have only one action that you want the person to take from that email. Now, like I said before, every email, every communication you send out should have at least one call to action in there. But now I'm saying make that call to action, whatever it is, doesn't have to be to make a booking or buy a voucher or whatever, but it should have a purpose. Okay. You should be emailing with purpose. So make sure whatever that thing is that you want your client to do, make sure there's just one thing and it's very, very clear. So they know what to do and they actually take action. We all know giving people choice just kind of muddles that decision as to what they need to do. Uh, a confused mind doesn't buy, a confused mind doesn't take action. So make it clear and point out to them what they, what you want them to do after reading that email. Number three, spend more time on your subject line. You're probably like me. You're probably guilty of spending a while writing like what you feel is the perfect marketing email. And then you just, at that point, if you want to get it sent out, so you get to the point of writing the subject line and you're like, oh, okay, we'll go with that. That'll do. However, think about this. The subject line is the single biggest thing that they see when that email first drops into their inbox. If that subject line doesn't immediately grab them and want them to open the email, you'll just get deleted straight away. So really, you should be spending as much time writing the subject line as you do writing the email. Because if you don't get that bit right, all of the time you spend writing the email is wasted. Okay? So there's a really cool tool you can use for this. And it's called Headline, it's called the Headline Analyzer. And it's from a company called CoSchedule or CoSchedule. Okay. All you need to do is go into Google, type headline analyzer. It brings it up right at the top or go to coschedule.com and uh, there's a link for it right at the top. It's great. It's a free tool. I don't fully understand how it's free. Uh, I think it limits you to using it a certain number of times in a calendar month or something like that. You can obviously upgrade to a pro version and all of those usual things, but um, I've been using this for a long time and I've never had to pay for it. So anyway, um, you can use it, I think it's 10 times a month, which should be more than enough for the emails that you send out. But basically you can go in there and you can type your kind of first effort subject line into the headline analyzer, press a button, and it will give you a score. And that score will be out of 100, but it will also break it down and give you some information about, you know, what kind of unusual words or obvious words or easy words or magic words or emotive words you've actually used in there. And it will help you to make it better. So what you can then do is you can then change a few things in your headline, reanalyze it, and it will give you a new score. And basically, as you change things, your goal is to be getting that score as high as possible. Um, now, I've never got it beyond, I think, 94 was the best one I ever did. So basically, I'm aiming for at least north of 85. If I get north of 85, I'm like, okay, that's good. So yes, you could spend days on your subject line. But the one thing the headline analyzer does is it lets me get from whatever I had in my mind to start with to a better version of that within about five minutes. And I think that's five minutes very well spent. Number four, tell people exactly what they need to do next. So you've already given them one action in there, but just tell people what they need to do next. People have got loads on their minds these days. So you need to be super duper clear. Okay. So we've said every email should have a purpose. The next step doesn't always have to be that book of treatment, but just make sure it's clear, very, very clear what you want them to do. Tell them a couple of times in the email if you need to. Number five, you want to track engagement. Okay. The one other thing that you can do really, really well with email that you can't as easily with social is you can track individual engagement. Okay. You can look at your overall open and read rates and all that kind of thing, but you can specifically see who's opened, which email, who's clicked on which email. So even if you made the purpose, the action, 
the thing that you wanted your client to do with the email, very, very small, you can actually go in and see who took that action by looking at the information in your email system. And then you can reach out to that person. So if the call to action you said was simply to click on something, you can then go see who clicked on that thing. That might give you an indication that they were interested in potentially some new treatment or whatever that you're doing. So you can now reach out to them personally if you have some other way of contacting them, like their phone number or send them an actual personal email uh, to follow up and maybe move them through that sales cycle slightly quicker. Okay. And the other reason you want to track engagements is it's going to help you keep your list clean. Okay. So one of the other things you need to be aware of is, you know, yes, we all want an open rate of our emails of well north of 50%. It's probably not going to happen because everyone's busy. But the better your emails perform in terms of open rate, the more of them are actually going to get delivered to where you want them to be. So if you know who's not opening your emails, which could be for any reason, it could be that that email address no longer exists, you know, they've moved jobs or something like that. Then if you keep your list clean and you remove those people from your list, because email read rates and open rates work as a percentage, those percentages are going to go up. That's going to show your email software that you write good quality emails that people actually read. And that's going to mean that more of them get delivered and more of them get opened. And it's just kind of this wonderful cycle. So don't just keep your email list and keep everyone on there that's ever been on there. Clean it from time to time. It's going to help you deliver better emails in the long run. So now you know why you should have an email list why it's actually a business essential, okay? Even if you have 17 different social media accounts on 12 different platforms, you'll know that it's going to help you fill more bookings and sell more products. Essentially, it's going to make you more money, okay? You've got the tools and you've got the moves that you need to make it easy and work. So come on, why are you still listening to this podcast? You should be going and doing it. I'm glad you are. Because they say the best time to create an email list was about three years ago. The second best time to create an email list is today. Okay. But although I can't see you, I'm imagining you right now and you look like you want to start building an email list, but you've still got some questions that are holding you back. Well, just so happens next month is email month over in the Beauty Business Secrets membership. We're going to be diving really deep on email, getting you set up on the system that's right for you, holding your hand through all the tech, right through to the point of sending out your first email campaigns to your people. Now, if you want to join us, all you need to do is go and join the membership. I will put a link to the membership page in the show notes and in the description for the podcast. But basically, you just need to go to beautybusinesssecrets.co and all the information is on there. So if you want to get your email sorted out in August, I'd love you to come and join us over in the membership. All you need to do is go to beautybusinesssecrets.co forward slash membership. All the information you need is right there. You can sign up immediately straight away today. You can get instant access to everything that's already there and join us for all the stuff that we're doing about email in the month of August. Hopefully I'll see you there. That's all for me right now. Speak to you later. You've been listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. My name is Adam Chatterley. And if you've enjoyed this show today, then you must make sure you don't miss another episode. Just click subscribe in whatever podcast application you are listening to this on to be notified when a new episode is released. And if you'd like even more help starting, growing, or scaling up your beauty business, then just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash help. And there are a number of resources right there to entertain, enlighten, and assist you in your business journey, no matter what stage you're at. 